Welcome to the Kanoi Church Podcast. We're glad that you're interested in connecting through this teaching time. If you'd like to connect further, feel free to reach out to us through our website, kanoichurch.org. For now, enjoy this teaching from Kanoi Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. everybody. We are at the end of our series on partnership in the book of Acts. I just want to go over uh, a few things with you here. Paul is spreading the gospel and is being written by Luke. Luke is writing the story of Jesus part one and then we go to the story of Jesus in Acts is part two. Acts part three, we'll get to that a little later on my message. So we are once again this week partnering with the Bible Project. The Bible Project does a video of all the books of the Bible and they do a higher overview of the whole entire chapters that you're listening to. Feel free to go to BibleProject.com and support them if you want. Check out their videos. They're amazing videos. I look at them all the time. They, they get great information on them. So we are going to now watch the Bible Project, Acts 21 through 28. Enjoy the video. See you soon. We've been exploring the book of Acts, which was written by a man named Luke as a continuation of the Gospel of Luke. Acts began with Jesus telling his followers to spread the good news about his kingdom. And they would start in Jerusalem, then go out into the neighboring regions, and from there to the ends of the earth. Now, in Jerusalem, their message was received by many and opposed by many, especially by the leaders of the temple. They were scandalized by this new claim that the whole story of Israel had been fulfilled by Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. One of these leaders was a man named Saul of Tarsus, who worked tirelessly to stop the movement. That is, until he met the risen Jesus himself. And this encounter transformed Saul from an enemy of Jesus into a herald of his kingdom. And so for years, he traveled about the Roman Empire using his Roman name, Paul, starting Jesus communities all over. And one of Paul's greatest desires was that all of these diverse communities would see themselves as one unified people, regardless of their differences, Jew or non-Jew, male or female, slave or free. Jesus was creating one unified family of equals living together under his rule. And this brings us to the final section of Acts. Back in Jerusalem, where the movement began, the Jewish followers of Jesus were suffering from a drought and food shortage. And Paul was so passionate about the church's unity that he began a major fundraising project among the diverse churches he had started. They would pool their money together so he and a group of representatives could take it as a relief gift to Jerusalem. But it's not safe for Paul in Jerusalem. The Jewish leaders there dislike him so much they want him dead. And Paul knew he was walking into a trap. His friends all begged him not to go, but no one could stop him. And why would Paul risk his life to bring this gift? Couldn't he have sent someone else? Well, for Paul, this was personal. Jerusalem was where he used to participate in the murder of Jesus' followers. And now he gets to serve them. It's also where Jesus himself was executed. And so for Paul, it would be an honor to suffer there alongside his king. 
Paul goes to Jerusalem, and as expected, he's found by his enemies. A mob forms, and they try to kill him. But Roman soldiers save his life by taking him into custody. The Jewish leaders are accusing Paul of starting a revolt against Rome, but they can't prove it. And the Romans don't know what to do with him. Yeah, they can see Paul's not a criminal, but his claim that a crucified Jewish man is the risen king of the world, it keeps getting him into trouble. And so Paul gets transferred from one court to another until he demands that his case be tried before the court of Caesar in Rome. And so they happily ship him off. Now, throughout this section of Acts, Luke, the writer of the story, has portrayed Paul's trials and imprisonments so that they resemble his previous stories of Jesus' trials and imprisonment. Luke's making an important point. When the people of Jesus follow the way of Jesus, their stories will begin to look like his story, which is beautiful, but it also comes with a cost. On the way to Rome, the boat carrying Paul is hit by a violent storm, and everyone freaks out. Except for Paul. He's below deck hosting a meal, just like Jesus did the night before his trial. Paul blesses and then breaks the bread, promising that God is with them through this storm. And the next day, the ship hits and then breaks apart on the rocks, but everyone's washed safely ashore. Which is amazing, but Paul's not out of trouble. He's taken to Rome and put under house arrest. But it's not so bad. In his house, he can host groups of Jews and non-Jews, sharing with them the good news about Jesus, the risen king. This is a bold move in Rome, the center of power where Caesar rules the world as king. Yes, you have Jesus' alternative upside-down kingdom now growing in the very heart of the world's most powerful empire, all through the suffering of a prisoner. And with this contrast between kingdoms, Luke ends his story. That's a great image, but the story's supposed to be about this message spreading to the ends of the earth. So shouldn't it continue? Of course, Luke has left the story open-ended on purpose so that his readers would know that the story isn't over and that they can participate in Jesus' kingdom that is still spreading to this day. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the clip from the Bible Project on Acts 21 through 28 the higher overview. Uh, it's an amazing story and it's fascinating. Out of this, I am going to pick three points that I want to get accomplished over this. The first point is our mission. What is our mission? Well, Paul's mission was, and it's, I have to take it back a little bit, into Acts 20. Paul's finishing his third missions trip. His third missions trip is, well, he's going around to different churches that he is church planted, uh, whether it's in Philippi or Macedonia, and he ends up in Ephesus. But while he is there, he is collecting money. He is collecting funds to take to Jerusalem, to take care of the persecuted Christians there. Now remember, Paul was one of those that used to persecute the Christians. He has a need and he feels like it is his call to go back there and give them this money to help them out, to take care of them all together. So this is his mission to get there. But along the way, when he's collecting this money at every church he goes to, he's telling them his story, that what he is going to do. He is going to take this funds to them, and they're telling him, you know, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go back to Jerusalem because you know what's going to happen there. They are going to persecute you again. They don't like you. They just can't stand you there because of what you did. You're not following the Jewish ways they're saying. So 
he's doing it in any way. He says the Holy Spirit has called him to go there knowing that no matter what it's going to cost you, are you still willing to go? And he says, absolutely, I'm going. I need to do this. My Jesus, my Savior, saved me, and I need to go do this too. What is your mission in life? What are you called to do? I am so proud of our church right now. Our church is partnering with the disabled and and the uh, seniors of Elizabethtown. We are going and taking care of food to the uh, to Whistle Stop. We kind of adopted them, and we are going and taking these food boxes to them. And we partnered with this this young lady named Stacy, and she's an amazing person. She got a call one day that there is a need, and she asked if she could use the church basement. She called the pastor and I, and we said, absolutely, but is there something else that we can do? Can we partner with you in this? And we've done that. We partner with them to feed these. Even after the pandemic is over, we're going to continue. We're going to continue this because it is a need in Elizabethtown on feeding our seniors and our disabled, and we just love them. Are you willing to partner with us in getting this message and helping? Several of you are doing that already. This is one of our missions to get the word of God out, and it's a good way of doing this. We are blessing them, and they're blessing us. So join us. All right, we're going to point number two now, everybody. Um, part two is sharing your story. Everybody has a story to share. And I want to go back and look at Paul. Paul's story is he's getting ready to start his trip to, to Jerusalem. And he's on his way from Caesarea. He arrives by ship. He's at Caesarea. And when he's in Caesarea, Mart Martinia, he uh, finds Philip there. Philip takes him in. Philip has four daughters that are virgins. They all prophesize. And while Paul is staying with them there, he is sharing his story with Philip. Why he's sharing it, um, they have this uh, prophet that comes down from Judea. He turns around and walks into their office or walks into their house. He takes Paul's belt off and he binds himself with it. And he says, whoever wears this belt when they go to Jerusalem will be imprisoned and they will be punished. He takes the belt back off and he gives it to Paul and he leaves. Well, after that, Paul's saying, you know what? It's my mission. I am commissioned by Jesus Christ to go do the finish this mission. So I am doing this. I got to go. So he's telling this to Philip and the girls that he needs to go. They start weeping and start crying. And I'm going to look at a passage here in scripture on this. And it is in Acts 21, 13. And I'm going to read that to you now. Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem. For the name of the Lord Jesus. Doesn't matter what he's going to go through. Doesn't this story seem very familiar? Jesus Christ taking his mission and sharing his story to everybody. Paul's doing the exact same thing here. So he's going to continue on. He is now entering into Jerusalem. He leaves. He's entering into Jerusalem. When he gets here, he is met by James and some elders. When he is met there with these guys, it is amazing. Paul is sharing his whole story. Everything that he went through, 
all these church plants that, that he put together and reaching the Gentiles and saving them. And they're hearing, hearing the way that Pastor Nick talked about a few weeks ago, the way of Jesus Christ. He's sharing it with them. They're all so excited to hear the good news or applauding him, cheering him on. But then this word pops up. James uses this word, but. But. He says, we have an issue. We have an issue with the people here, the Jewish people, are very zealous for the law. The law of Moses. They go by their strict laws. And they are hearing wind from others out there that you are going against the law. Tell them not to circumcise, not to follow the law of Moses. Well, we got to fix this. We got an issue and we need to make this right. How are we going to do that? James suggests to Paul, we're doing a spiritual ritual here, a Jewish ritual that will show that you still follow the way. So we're going to do this. You, Paul, will you be willing to do this? Paul says, yeah, hey, I'm willing to do anything. I'll do that. So this ritual is usually like a week-long thing, which it consists of Paul shaving his head and doing special sacrificing and doing different things like that. And Paul does this on his seventh day. He walks into the temple, goes into the temple some Asian Jews there, which probably met him or seen him when he was in Ephesus, seen him hanging around with Gentiles. Well, here's where it all starts. They see him, they grab a hold of Paul because you cannot take anybody else into the temple if you're not Jewish. And they're, they're assuming that he brought a Gentile in there. They grab a hold of Paul and they're beating him and they're beating him nearly death. And it starts a big commotion and the Roman soldiers who that are in the Jewish temple. I don't know if you know this, but in a Jewish temple, there is a big, big tower that overlooks the temple. And it's the Roman temple. And there's like 200 soldiers in there. And these 200 soldiers, they are in charge of keeping anything from going awry. And when the commander sees something going on down there, he sends the soldiers down there. And they see this commotion going with Paul. They send him down there to figure out what's going on. They go down there and they pull Paul out because they see the commotions all around him. They pull Paul out. Now, they're hauling Paul away. Now, you got to realize he was beaten severely. They were kicking him, punching him. They were really pounding him. And as they're taking him up to the commander's office, which is up a big, long flight of steps, and Paul's too weak from being beaten. So the soldiers carry him. When he gets at the top of the steps, he asked the commander, please, can I speak to them? He says, well, what's it going to hurt? Go ahead. Paul speaks them in Arabic, their native tongue, and they get quiet. So the commander allows this to continue to go on because, hey, it's quiet. Whatever he's saying, hey, it's working. This is great. Love us. Here what Paul's doing is he is sharing his story. His testimony, and Pastor Nick talked about this the other week. He shared Paul's testimony on his road to Damascus. You got to realize Paul was one of these Jewish people that if somebody was going to be going on the Jesus way, his job as a Jewish person was to go and grab them, bring them back and imprison them and beat them. That was his job, even to death. So now when he's on the road to Damascus, he's sharing his story about this on how he was blinded by the light and Jesus spoke to him. Long story short, he's saved. He follows the Jesus way. He's sharing his story. That's the point I want to get across right now. Everybody has a story to share. 
you have a story to share. I have a story to share. Last week, if you were if you were watching our, our sermon last week, we started off with, with Jessica. She opened the service up. And when she opened up, she shared a part of her story that she is five years in from her double lung transplant, which is amazing. They gave her maybe a year if this was going to work, but she was sharing a part of her story. Somebody needed to hear that testimony that day. We all have a story to tell. Are you willing to share your story? Share it with others that need. There's people out there that need to hear your story. There might be somebody that's not a Christian who's struggling, and you might have a story similar to what they're going through, and it might help them today. So please, take time and share your story. All right. All right. This brings me to point number three. Point number three is, to whom are you going to partner with to get your message to the ends of the earth? This is very important. This is Paul's fourth mission, and he is heading to Rome. That's where Acts is going to conclude. Now, before Paul gets to Rome, they're going to load him on a ship with other prisoners, and they're going to journey. But there's a problem with this. Around here, let's say you're on the East Coast, a certain time of the year, hurricanes come through. Not a safe time to travel, not a safe time to be on a ship. Well, Paul knows this in the Mediterranean. They had the same thing. When they're boarding him on the ship, he's trying to tell them, hey, look, this isn't a good time to travel. Maybe we should just uh, postpone this just for a few days till the storm passes. The captain's on the boat's basically saying, dude, you're just a prisoner. Shut up and get on the boat. We're gone. So, gets on the boat, know what's going to happen. Well, of course, three quarters of the way into the trip, hey, this storm's brewing. It's getting really bad. Paul tries to tell the captain again, look, hey, let's dockside. Let's go to a port, pull into a port, and let the storm pass. Again, falling on deaf ears here, okay? I don't want to hear it. Shut up. We're going to continue on. Paul ends up going downstairs with all the, the belly of the boat, with all the other prisoners and some of the guards, and he's sharing with them. Like, look, there's going to be a shipwreck. I just got done talking with God, and God's telling me, hey, look, we're going to crash, but we're all going to be safe. We are all going to be okay through this whole mess. Just listen to me. When the ship breaks apart, grab a hold of part of the ship, and you'll come to shore and you'll all be safe, everybody. Well, little no, he then breaks bread with them. Doesn't this remind you of the story of Jesus? You know, he's going to Jerusalem, and he breaks bread with the disciples before everything happens. So this is what he's doing with them. But they're all going to be safe. God promised them they're all going to be safe. Well, it happens. Ship hits the island. It breaks all apart. They're all safe. Everyone on safe. Well, they get partnered with the islanders there. They're on the island of Malta, of Malta, which is just outside of Sicily. They're all taken in, and the hospitality of the islanders there is amazing. Here's a bunch of group of prisoners. They're building fires for them. Remember, they're in the, they're in the Mediterranean Sea. They're soaking wet, they're cold. They're building these fires to get them warm. Paul, well, he joins in. He's partnering with these islanders. He don't know them. But he's sharing his message. He picks up a log. He goes to throw it into the fire. There's a viper in it. It gets hot. It comes out. It bites him in the hand. 
these islanders go, man, he must be some kind of real bad prisoner. He must have done something really bad to, to have a viper pop out and bite him. So this viper bites him. Paul just shakes it back off into the fire. They're waiting for the, the bad things to happen to him. Well, nothing happens. His hand doesn't swell. He doesn't die. Now they're thinking he's some kind of god. So in the meantime, y'all, they're great. He helps heal some people on the island, which is amazing. The boat shows up. The next boat shows up. They all load up. Now they're taking their journey into Rome. Paul's in Rome. He's under house arrest for two years there. Actually, it's not basically a house arrest to him. I don't know. House arrest to here for us is you got an ankle bracelet on you. And you can come and go as you please. Paul has the same thing. He's on house arrest. They're providing him with a home to live in. It's free room and board for him. He's enjoying this. So he's allowed to have guests come in. He shared the word of God in Rome, which is very bold. You don't do that in Rome. You don't share the word of God in Rome. But he is doing this there. He's also allowed to come and go when he pleases throughout the town. The only thing is he has to have a guard attached to him, chained to him as he goes. Well, I feel bad for that poor soldier, <laughs> that poor guard, because everywhere he goes, he has this guard attached to him. He's getting the seed, as Pastor Nick talked about last week, planted in his head. He is hearing the message all day long. So, who's the prisoner here, really? <laughs> Paul, Paul writes a letter to, to Philippi, and he's saying, look, in this letter, they're saying that I am their prisoner. He's turned around saying, no. Really, in actuality, they are my prisoner. They're hearing my word all day long. He is taking the message to the front lines. And with this being Memorial Day weekend, I just got done watching a movie called 1917. It's about World War I. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Because when I watch this movie, I'm getting the same theme out of it. The theme of trip that Paul's taken is basically the same thing that is going on right here. In the movie 1917, it has the storyline almost similar to what Paul was doing right now. There's these British soldiers who are asked to take a message to the front lines in Germany. And now they're, they're bunkered down. They're actually in Germany and they're in battle, but they're asked to take a letter to the front lines from the general stating that our soldiers are under attack and they're going into a trap. They're gonna be ambushed. They need to get this message there. Now, I'm not gonna go through the whole entire movie because it's gonna take a lot of time, but there are certain similarities in this movie. They gotta go through some nasty stuff to get there. On their way there, they, they, they come into booby traps, sniper fire, everything else, and there's two of them. They're partnering together to get this message there. Eventually, they come across a farmhouse. In this farmhouse, they find food and they fill their backpacks with it. They find buckets of milk and they fill their canteens with the milk. Well, three planes go flying over. It's two British planes chasing down a German plane. Well, they shoot this German plane down and actually crashes into the barn. The barn just stops the plane from hitting these two soldiers there. They take this, uh, they, they, take this, they take this pilot out of the plane who's on fire and they get him out. One goes to get a bucket of water, the other's trying to help him. In the meantime, the pilot, the German pilot, stabs the one soldier in the chest. 
and he's dying. The other guy comes over, and, he, and the other soldier comes over, and he shoots him. Well, he, while he's there, comforting his partner, his partner says, here's a letter from the general. Will you continue to take this message? Promise me you'll get this message to the front lines. Now, isn't that similar to what Paul is doing? The Holy Spirit is calling him, and Jesus is telling him to go to the front lines, to the ends of the earth, to get the message out. A lot of souls need saved, and that's why Paul is taking his journey. Along the way, they come across the, the one soldier, he's on his foot by now, but he has to partner with other soldiers who are passing by in, in buggies. He joins them, ends up getting down to a basement for safety. He sees the mother starving, sees the babies hungry. He remembers he has his backpack. He takes his backpack off, he gives the food to the mother. She cares to his wounds, and he takes the, uh, the canteen full of milk. He gives to the mother, and she doesn't speak English, and she's trying to give him the milk. So she gives him, shows what's in there, and she takes the milk. She's trying to persuade him not to go. Don't you go, you stay here, it's not safe. Paul had the same thing. He knows he has the journey of getting to the front lines, and everywhere he went, they're telling him, don't go. He says, I gotta go to my mission to get the word to the ends of the earth. So he gets to the front lines, and when he gets to the front lines, he hands the letter that the general was given to him, and he says, look, here it is. You need to stop these guys from going forward. Banner in chief says, hey, look, not happening. He goes, I'm the boss here, I'm a fighter. We're going on, it doesn't matter, this is gonna happen. It's falling on deaf ears again. Message. The point is, he is getting his message to the ends, to save lives. That's what Paul's journey is, is to get the message to the ends of the earth, to save people. That's the point of the story, folks. He's doing so many things here. So I'm asking you today, part one of the story of Jesus was already written. Part two is already written. Are you willing to write part three with me? It takes a lot. See, when it says when I'm talking about falling on deaf ears, Paul Paul calls the Jewish men to come visit him in Rome, and he's sharing the message of Jesus with them. Some listened, some didn't. And as they're going away, he quotes something from Isaiah, prophet Isaiah. And I'm gonna read that to you now. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 9 and 10 then I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us and I said here I am send me he said go and tell this people be ever hearing but never understanding be ever seeing never perceiving make the heart of the people callous make their ears dull and close their eyes otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears and understand with their hearts turn and be healed we're concluding our message today i'm wrapping this up now we want to go over our points again point one is our missions where can you serve are you going to be able to serve and take the message to the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth? What is your mission on serving? Point two is sharing your story. 
thoughtful book bags is sharing his story with everybody. He's sharing it with the governors. He is sharing it with the people. He's getting his message across just by sharing his, his story. It's a simple story. He's sharing it. Um, point three is, is who are you going to partner with in getting your message to the ends of the earth? Like I said earlier, part one of the story of Jesus is already written. Part two, Acts, already written. Part three is actually being written today. Are you willing to partner and join with me and finish writing the rest of the story and taking the message to the ends of the earth? Let's pray. Father, I just ask that you give us the, the encouragement and the strength uh, to open our hearts and our eyes and not to be deaf to the world, not to have a callous heart, but to be willing to serve you, to help in, in, in the mission field, to want to serve others. Father, make us bold, not to be afraid to, to share our stories with one another. The stories need to be told and people need to hear them. Uh, just open our hearts and give us the strength and make us fearless that we can do this. And Father, we can't do it alone. We need to partner with one another. Father, I just ask that you go with us and, and be with us the whole time as we go and partner with one another to serve. Father, we just want to lift up the soldiers too today that gave their lives. It's Memorial Day weekend, Father. We want to honor them. Father, I just ask for your blessings upon each and every one of these people today that are, that are joining us that you will go with them and you will bless them and you will give them peace throughout their days. And we ask this in your precious holy name. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Nick. Thanks for listening. I hope something that you heard today was very helpful. If you want to connect with us further, feel free to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, kanoichurch.org. Sure, I'm glad we're in this together.